Amen. Y'all good this morning? Hey, God is faithful. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Just, just, just hold up, hold up your hands to heaven, and say, Father God, I open my heart to receive your word today. It will change me from the inside out. I'm here to know you and grow in you. In Jesus' name, Amen. I mean, you know, just. Just understanding where what we've been talking about this year with Dr. Savell, the prophetic word about this year is what? Say it with me. A year of marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. Say, I receive that. I receive that. Let's, say, let's say it together one more time. 2019 is a year of marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. Say, I receive that. Amen. Amen. And you know, and because of that, and that word was, was sown in, into us as a church body and Dr. Bell is preaching that everywhere. And as your pastor, uh, what our, my heart has been is about to, to, and the Lord showed me this, that if you're going to have a marvel and you're going to have a wonder and you're going to have a manifestation of the greatness of God, then you also had great victories. You also had a great victory. Amen. So I'm, I'm believing we're standing and Nett and I are standing in our own lives and we're standing for your life that this year is going to be marked by great victories. Amen. You know, and it doesn't matter what it looks like right now. It doesn't matter what you, you faced yesterday and what you might have going on tomorrow. But know that your life is going to be marked by great victories. Amen. Amen. Why? Because Isaiah 12 tells us that he's the God of our salvation, right? He's the God of our salvation. And because he's the God of our salvation, he says, he's my strength and he's my song. And because he's my object of praise, he's become my salvation, which means he's become my victory. Amen. Amen. So give him a shout of praise for great victories. Amen. Are you expecting great victories? You know, Dr. Bell talked about last, last week about expectancy. Are you expecting great things to take place in your life? Amen. Are you expecting great things? Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, I don't have time to do a whole lot of re- review with what I've been talking about. And, and what I've been dealing with is in the name. And I've been laying this foundation talking about in the name. We talked about honoring the name. And we talked about how a name just isn't on referring to someone, but it's knowing someone's character is knowing someone's person. So when we talk about in the name, we're not just saying using the name or understanding the names as some sort of magic word like abracadabra, but it's no, it's knowing the person. It's knowing the person. It's knowing who they are. And so when, when, when they would say things like Jehovah Jireh, it's not just saying, yeah, he's, he's the I am, but also what does he do? He's a provider. And so all these different names of God were meant to reveal a part of the Father's nature. And a part of the father's character. And Jesus said, one of the reasons I came in John 17, 26, he said, I came that I might make his very name known to you. Amen. That's why Jesus came. He said, he said that I might make his name known. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. So if you see me doing something, you're seeing the father do it. Right. Right. So you can know the father. Amen. So we can know the father. So if you have, have your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter eight. I'm going to teach this morning and maybe, maybe preach. Well, we'll teach, preach. How about that? Maybe prophesy. Maybe, I, I don't know. It's just, it's all going to come out good. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mark chapter eight. Thank you, father. Verse 15. 
Mark chapter 8, verse 15. And he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have no bread. And when Jesus knew it, he said to them, Why do you reason because you have no bread? Perceive you not yet? Neither understand? Have your heart yet hardened? Having eyes, see you not? And having ears, hear you not? And do you not remember when I broke the five loaves among the five thousands? How many baskets full of fragments did you take up? They said twelve. And when the seven, and, and when the seven among the four thousand, how many baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said seven. And he said to them, how is it that you do not understand? Now, this is, this is a big thing. And, and as I'm laying the foundation, because there's a lot of things when we talk about in the name that we deal with. And there's things that I had in my heart that I thought, okay, this is the direction we're going to go next week. And each time I, 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 I get prepared to go that direction, the Lord says, no, I still want some foundation to be laid. I still want some foundation to be laid here. Because too many people mentally assent the word. And they hear things, but yet, like Jesus said, like Jesus said here, he goes, you have ears, but you're not understanding. You have eyes, but you're not really hearing. You have a heart, but you're not understanding. So when he said, you know, pay attention to the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they said, is it because we don't have any bread? No, he was saying, stop listening to wrong things. Because if you're listening to too many things, it's going to be hard for you to understand the right thing. Right? So here he's really, he's really charging them here. He goes, he goes, look, you can't perceive and you can't hear and you can't understand it. You have eyes, but you can't see it. You have ears, but you can't understand it. So, so here, as I was going over this and praying of this, the Lord said, said, I want my people to step in to a greater place of understanding. And this is what I want to deal with, that understanding is a key to victory. You know, in Proverbs, you know, if you ever listen to Creflo Dollar for probably the last, uh, you know, uh, 20 years or so, and what does he always say? In all thy getting, get understanding, right? If you ever listen to one of his broadcasts, it's always going to say somewhere in that broadcast, in all thy getting, get understanding. Why? Because understanding is what produces results in your life. And I just don't want you to have an idea about the name. I don't want you to have a concept about the name. I don't want you to have someone else's revelation about the name, I want you to understand the name. I want you to understand the name. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Thank you, Father. Ephesians 1, verse 15. He says, For this reason, because I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. Now, one thing I understand the Apostle Paul as he's writing this is Paul knew his mandate. 
Paul knew his mandate so much so that when he stood before a high priest, we see this in Acts chapter 26, he said that part of his mandate was to open the eyes of them, to turn them from darkness and light, turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God. If you read Acts chapter 26, he said, that's what, when the, when the, when the, uh, he got knocked off his donkey and, and he had this revelation of what he was called to do. One of his main things that said was to open the eyes of them, to turn them from darkness and light from the power of Satan unto God. So I could say from the power of Satan to the power of God. And so what I want, I want us to step into this morning is, is, is as your pastor, I want your eyes to be open from, to go from what the power of, because a lot of times we can know, we know the work of the enemy. A lot of people give more glory to the enemy than anything else in their life. But, I, but we need to come to a place where we are having a greater understanding of the power of God more than we have an understanding of the power of Satan. Because Paul said, this is why I came that I might open their eyes and to deliver them from something. So, so when you step, when your eyes are open, then it, what it causes you to walk in new places, right? If, if all the lights were out in this room, you know, and, and time to time I'll come in the back door and there'll be no lights in here and I have to feel my way through. Why? Because I can't see. And so often in life, we can struggle, we can, we can, we have difficult de- time dealing with situations because we aren't in a place of understanding. So Paul said, this is why I came. And so here's his prayer to the church of Ephesus. I believe it's the church to the church. I believe it's a prayer to the church that the eyes of your standing would be enlightened, that your eyes would be open to what? He tells us that you might know what is the hope of his calling. And what the riches of the glory of the glory of the inheritance and the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe. So, so a lot of times we can, we can say this scripture, we can pray this prayer, but do we understand what we're praying? See, he's wanting our eyes. See, this, this should be some sort of, this should bring some sort of excitement to us, right? That our eyes would be open, right? That your eyes would be open to the hope of his calling the inheritance in the saints and the exceeding greatness of his power. I want to ask you, are your eyes open to all God's possibilities? Are your eyes open to what you have a right to in the kingdom of God? Are your eyes open to the hope of his kingdom? Is your eyes open to these things? And and I know a lot of us will say yes, but I, I believe in majority of the body of Christ. No, because it would change how we live. It would change how we pray. It would change how we come to church. So here, this morning, I want to, understanding. Understanding is a key to victories. He wants your eyes open. If he wants your eyes open, he wants what? Understanding. That you would understand the hope of his calling. The inheritance that you have in the saints. And the exceeding greatness of his power. You know, I, I want to grow in that understanding. How about you? Yes. I want to grow in that understanding. I, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want to say, well, man, there was great things that happened back in the 40s. There was great things that happened in the 50s. Oh, there was great things that happened in the book of Acts. 
Oh, there was great things. Let's talk about the things that I want those things happening right now. I want those happening now in my life. I want them happening through my hands. I I want them happening through your hands. I, I want you to gain a greater revelation and you to have a greater understanding of all the possibilities that God has for you. And if we're not careful, the enemy can lull us to sleep and we can just mental assent and we can just have church or Christianity as usual. But when your eyes are open to the exceeding greatness of his power, exceeding greatness of his power. And he, he talks, he describes that, he describes the exceeding greatness of that power. It says that he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at the right hand of the father and, and, and gave him power over all that same power over all principalities and powers, might and dominion and over every name that is named. Wow. That's what he wants your eyes open to. You know, I'm, I'm, look, I'm walking through this life just like you. And there's attacks, there's challenges, and there's, a thing, there's mountains that we can stand in front of. And if you're not careful, you can allow your mountain be, to be bigger than your God. So as I, I'm, I'm, I'm ministering to you and, and pouring into your heart this morning, I'm just desiring your faith to rise to another level. That it doesn't matter what obstacle standing in front of you. Your eyes are open to the exceeding greatness of his power, what you have a right to, and the hope of his calling. Amen? Amen. Understanding. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. I'm not going to look at the time. <laughs> like, you know, Joshua said, sun stand still, right? <laughs> Clock stand still until I get this all out this morning. And then second Timothy chapter three, because this is, this is, this is, this is big for us. All right. This, this isn't, this is a big word this morning. Amen. I'm not saying that because I, I'm no, this, this is God's word, right? It doesn't matter who's standing up behind this pulpit. If they're bringing the word, it's the most important thing you need to hear right now. Because, oh, well, I like that minister. I like that. Well, you can take something from every minister that opens the word. Now, I don't say, I'm not saying that you believe everything that every minister says, but when he's in the word, there's something you can pull from that, right? There's something you can pull from it. What did Kenneth Hagin say? You eat the hay and you spit out the sticks, Right? Amen. You, you have to come ready to hear the word and you will get what you, you will get what you expect. Don't, don't wait on me to, 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 you know, you need to pull out of me. All right. Here in, in second Timothy three, verse 14 in the Amplified, it said, but as for you, continue, continue to hold to the things that you've learned and of which you are convinced So not only did you learn them, but you were convinced. You were convinced. Last week I talked about, you know, trust and I talked about knowing. And I said, I know that this is Vic. Why? I spent time with him. I'm convinced that this is Vic, right? We all know that that's Vic. I'm not going to have you catch me this week, all right? But but we're convinced of that. So, So he says, continue to hold to. 
the things. That means if the Apostle Paul is saying continue to hold to, then we could have a temptation to let go of. Right? We could, we could let go. If he's saying you need to continue to hold to it, that means we may experience attacks that will call us to let go of it. So continue to hold to the things that you've learned and of which you're convinced, knowing from whom you learned them. Verse 15, and how from a childhood you have had knowledge of and been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to instruct you and give you understanding. Now, everyone, let me tell you, don't, everyone te- don't let anyone ever tell you that you're not supposed to preach from the Old Testament. That's Old Testament. How come the Apostle Paul tells Timothy, he says, I want you to pay attention to the sacred writings. You have to understand when Paul wrote this, they didn't necessarily have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John then, okay? It wasn't, it wasn't canonized. It wasn't what way we have it today. So when he's talking about sacred writings, he's talking about way back. He's talking about the prophets. He's, he's talking about the Torah. He's talking about the Psalms. He's, he's saying, hold to these things because there's something in these things that are going to do something in your life. There's something in this word, these sacred writings that are going to do something in your life. And, and what does he say? These sacred writings, which are able to instruct you and give you the understanding for salvation. So these sacred writings are going to give you understanding. These sacred writings are going to open your eyes, right? Right? Open your eyes to understanding of salvation. And how we define salvation? Victory. Victory. Spirit, soul, and body. So hold to these things. Lay hold of these things of whom you learn them that you were convinced of these things. And, and these, these sacred writings hold to these things. So that, because what they gave you understanding of salvation. So this word, the doctor said last week, this word is, it brings hope. If if you have the word of God, you're never without hope, right? If we have the word of God, then we're never without hope. So there's something about this word, these sacred writings that are cause us to understand salvation, to understand victory. And I want your eyes open your ears open, your heart open to receive and understand the possibilities for victory, no matter what you're facing in your life. Let's go to Isaiah 42. Isaiah 42. Isaiah 42. Thank you, Father. That was my introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Understanding salvation. Understanding is a key to victory. Isaiah 42, just um, one verse I want to read here. Verse 8 says, I am the Lord that is my name. So we're looking at sacred writings, right? And so if I continue in these... These sacred writings are going to do something. They're going to cause, get, bring me understanding. King James says, wise unto salvation. Okay? says, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to graven images. Now let's go to Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43, verse 10. I'm going to re- read this in the Amplified. It says, You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant, whom I have chosen. I've chosen. So why now you're my servant whom I have chosen. So why did he choose him? First thing is that you may know me. 
believe me, remain steadfast to me, and what? Understand. So I've chosen you that you would know me. Why did he send Jesus? Why did he send Jesus? So you would know him, believe him, remain steadfast to him, and that you would understand, understand, it says, that I am he. So you were chosen. You, Jesus came for all humanity so we would know the Father, believe the Father, remain steadfast to the Father, and that we, you, we would understand, Vic, that I am he. That I am he. He says this, before me, there was no God formed. Neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord And besides me, there is no Savior. So if someone says there's multiple ways to heaven, multiple ways to salvation, besides me, there is no Savior. I am, I want you to understand. Here, what is he saying? I want you to understand. I want you to perceive. I want you to know. I want you to have your eyes to be open, your ears to be open, your heart full of something. I want you to understand that I am he. I, even I am the Lord. And besides me is no savior. You know what? Let me say, there's no victory apart from Jesus. There's no victory apart from the Father. There's no victory apart from Him. He is He is our salvation. He is our victory. So when we talk about His name, I am He, there's victory in His name. There's vi- I want you to understand this morning, there's victory in His name. There is unlimited possibilities in His name. There's healing in His name. There's, there's joy in His name. There's peace in His name. There's victory in His name. No matter what obstacle you're facing, no matter what you're going through, there is always a way out and a way through because He said, I am He. And there is no Savior besides me. See, this is what we have to understand. And see, we, 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 even when we use the name or we, we pray the name, we don't pray it from a position of knowing the, um, the, 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 uh, the potential, the possibilities that are in the name that we release because we don't have understanding of who he really is. I am he. I want you to know me, believe me, remain steadfast to me and understand that I am he. Oh, your pastor, my heart. What I, I want, I, I, man, if, you know, there was a, there was a gentleman that was in our Canadian office and, and, um, and he, he, he was sick and he was, he, he it was about before he took his last breath and, and, and there was a statement that's always stuck with me and I, I wasn't planning to go this direction, but I, I see this, I see this for my children. I see this for all of you. You know, as he was about to take his last breath, all the family was standing around him and, and, and he hadn't talked in several days and, and he woke up that particular day and, and he sat up and he looked at each one of his kids and he said, he said, go with God, go with God, go with God and go with God. And he took his last breath. That was a man that had a revelation of what he was stepping into. 
and my heart be that you would, that I would have that saying that my children would know that that's my heartbeat for them. Brand, that's what my heartbeat is for you. That you would know him, believe him, remain steadfast to him and understand that he is great I am and there's no savior besides them. And I, and I, I say that to my wife, I say that to my, to, to, to my church family. I declare, I want you to know him, believe him, remain steadfast to him and understand that, that he says, I am he and there's no savior besides him. If we're going to go where God desires to go to the church, this has to be a great revelation because, because, you know, the church is the, yeah, the word is the, is the hope, the, the words what we build our hope on, but you know what the world needs? They need the church is the hope to the world because we are the messengers of this. And if we're going to be the hope to the world, then we have to know him personally. We have to know him personally. I am he, you know what? We went there. Let's go to, thank you, father. Proverbs three. Thank you, Lord. There were some other scriptures, but I think I can go forward. Went to a scripture last week and it says, and I believe it's Psalms nine verse 10. It says, they that know thy name will lean and place their trust confidently in him. Right. We talked about, and that's why I lean back on Vic. They that know thy name will trust in him, right? So when you know someone, when you understand something, you know, it's like uh, if I sat down in a chair, I'd sit down in that chair. Why? Because I understand that that chair has the ability to hold me, right? So when you trust something, then you, then you, then you'll lean against it. You'll put your, your confidence in it, right? And so, so it's, so when we talk about the name and we talk about understanding that name, that understanding is to bring us into a place of trust. Let's look at this in Proverbs three. It says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on thine own understanding. Trust in the Lord. Now, what did he say? I, even I am the Lord and besides me, there's no savior. And what does he say? Trust in the Lord. See, we need to come to a place as we understand that name. It brings us into a place of trust. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. See, that, that's a, it's a scripture that's on a lot of coffee mugs. It's in, it's, it's in calendars. It's in, we see it everywhere. But if we slow down and ask ourselves... Does this define my life? Or is it just something I mentally assent to? Trust in the Lord with all my heart. Yeah, I was just praying about, about things like this, and I asked the Lord myself, trust in the Lord with all my heart. And he goes, well, and he was like, well, you have a tendency to trust that more than that. He goes, sometimes, Justin, you have the ability, you, sometimes you, you trust how you did it last time. Then maybe trusting me the way I want to do it this time. Kind of like what Eric talked about, going down here or going down there. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
all your heart. Meaning, meaning there's no, there's no defect. It's all my heart. It's not like, okay, God, I give you this part of my life, but you know what? I'm not going to give you this part of my life. He wants all of you. Trust in the Lord, in the name. As we talk about in the name, it's, it, it comes down to trusting the Lord, trusting the name with all my heart. And then what does he say? And don't lean on my own understanding. Don't lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord. And don't lean on your own understanding. Man, that, that can be difficult sometimes. Yes. That's, where, that's where faith comes in. That's where, that's where the rubber meets the road is because, because I, I like how I understand things. I like how I can fix it, how I can make it happen, how I can bring it to pass. I like how I can do it. And God, sometimes I do it faster. But he says, trust in the Lord with all my heart. How do we get to a place of trusting the Lord with all our heart? How do we get to the place where we're not leaning on our own understanding? First, I want to see you. I want, I want to give us an example in the, in the scripture. Let's go Romans chapter 8. I mean, Romans 4. Romans 4. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Romans 4. Verse, for the sake of time, just let's start in verse 19. I'm going to read in the King James. Verse 19 says, And being not weak in faith. So if he was not weak in faith, then that could mean he trusted the Lord with all his heart. Right? Trust the Lord with all your heart. If you're trusting the Lord with all your heart, that means you're what? Full of faith. With all my heart, if my heart's with all my heart, that means my heart's full of faith. So here he says he was not weak in faith. So I mean, there was no defect to his faith. So he was trusting the Lord with all his heart. Then it says this, he considered not his own body. So we could say this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. So that's what we're seeing here played out in, in Abraham's life, right? He, he said he was not weak in faith and he considered not his own body. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Remember, Isaiah said, I am he. I am he. I even I am the Lord, and besides me, there is no Savior. So what does he say here? He said he staggered not at the promises of God. What did he do? He, we're talking about the Lord here, and we're talking about relationship. Talking about relationship with the name. Because remember, we're talking about the name. It's not just the name, but it's the person. And here he staggered not at the promises of God, meaning he didn't, he wasn't shaken when he, when he was, when he was facing something that looked impossible. Why? Because one in the name, he trusted his character. He trusted his word. 
And then let's look at verse 21 again. And he being fully persuaded. So he staggered not at the promises of God. And then it says he was fully persuaded what he had promised. He was able also to perform. So now we're not talking about uh, when we're dealing with the name. We're not just talking about a characteristic of someone, but we're talking about someone's ability. See, trust the Lord with all your heart. So when I trust the Lord with all my heart, I'm trusting what in first in his word. And I'm trusting secondly, what in his ability. So when we talk about in the name, I'm saying trust in his word and then trust in his ability. See, this is about understand. I want you to understand your eyes to be open to the exceeding greatness of his power. So exceeding greatness of what his ability. He did not consider, he didn't lean on his own understanding, but when he staggered, not at the promises, Vic, but he gave praise and glory to God. He was strengthened in faith as he gave praise and glory to God. And it said that, that he was, that he talked about, he promised and he believed in his ability. So how did Abraham come to this place? Let's go to Genesis 17. You're just taking this all in, right? You're just, just really quiet this morning. Understanding. Believe for understanding to go off in each one of our hearts. Because understanding is the key to victory. So Abraham wasn't always this giant man of faith. And I don't have time this morning to, to talk about his failures in faith because there was a time when he did lean on his own understanding and he tried to make it come to pass himself because why he didn't trust in the Lord with all his heart. But after a a number of years of silence, not hearing from God, God shows up and declares something to him in Genesis 17 verse one. It said when Abraham, when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. Now, now get this, with all, all, all that time frame after he already had Ishmael and these failures of faith, so to speak, God shows up and says, I am almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. He is almighty. That means all powerful. That means someone that has no defect. That means one that totally satisfies and sustains. El Shaddai. The one that overrides natural law. Man. I am almighty God. Abraham, meaning you you try to do this in yourself. But you know what? You need to start trusting in my might. You need to start trusting in my ability. You need to start trusting in me. See, he is almighty God. So when we talk about the name, we need to see it from a perspective and have our eyes open that he is almighty. That means he lacks nothing. Now I'm going to look at this scripture in a couple ways. And first I want you to see it this way. He says, I am almighty God. And he says, walk before me and be thou perfect. Now the word walk here means to go forward. Means he, he's saying, Abraham, you need to get up from where you are because you're never going to obtain your destiny by staying here. And so, some of you need to hear that you're, you're, you're not going to experience the great things, the magnitude of what God has for you. If you just stay stagnant where you are, 
It's time for you to press past some things. So he says, walk before me, walk before me. The word also a walk is to the, the way you, in which you live. It means how you live your life, manner of life. So walk before me, go forward or live before me. Now the word before me means in my presence. Let me say it again, in my presence. So what is he saying? Walk, go forward Live in my presence. Wow. Live. Walk. Walk before me. Walk in my presence. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Now, we can look at this from a standpoint of, of you know, once they said, be blameless, meaning I walk in his presence and don't do anything wrong. That, that's not what it's referring to. But when you walk in his presence, I want you to see this. You will be without defect. Walk, before, walk in my presence and be thou as you walk in his presence. Why? Because he's almighty God. He's all powerful. He is everything you need of. He is your supplier. He is all that you need. Everything, whatever you need this morning, he's it. And he says, walk in my presence, live in my presence, and you'll be without defect. Now, that's one way we can look at it. Now, now, do you have that scripture? This is in the Hebrew, Hebrew English Bible. Let's read it this way. Let's read it together. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be thou wholehearted. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. So what is he, what is he telling Abraham? He's saying, walk, live in my presence and live wholeheartedly after me. Live wholeheartedly after me. Trust in the Lord. Walk in my presence and trust me. He's almighty God. I want your eyes opened to the fact that he's almighty God this morning. When you use the name, he's almighty God. When you use that name, there's no other name above that name. We're going to get into that in future weeks. Walk in my presence. Live in my presence. Be wholehearted. Meaning trust me. Live in my presence and trust me. And you know what? After Abraham heard this, they, they, they talked about covenant and they talked about you're going to be this. He changed his name, that you're the father of many nations. And therefore, Abraham could say, I consider not my own body. He was not weak in faith. Why? Because he did this. He was not weak in faith. Why? He, Abraham chose from that day forward. I'm going to walk and live in your presence and be wholehearted. And I'm telling you, when you walk in his presence, when you trust him wholeheartedly, he will manifest himself as God Almighty. You will be without defect. Let's go to Psalms 91. You're receiving something this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Walk in his presence. Walk in his presence. Be thou perfect. In Psalms 91 verse 1 it says, 
He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwells in the secret place. Another way for secret place could be what you think is presence. Walk in his presence, live, walk before me, be in my presence, right? He that dwells in the secret place. The word dwell there means to remain. He that remains in the secret place shall abide. The word, the word abide there means to sit down and take up residency. So we could read it this way. He that, he, he that remains in the secret place of the Most High shall sit down under the shadow of the Almighty. I'm telling you, in the time that we're living in, man, we need, to, we need to be pursuers of His presence. Because being a pursuer of His presence will cause us to walk in greater places of faith. He that dwells, He that abides, He that remains in the secret place of the Most High shall sit down under the shadow of the Almighty. What is Almighty there? I'm Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou. I'm Almighty God. All-powerful. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, everything you have need of, all sufficient. And then you can say this, when you sit down, he goes, I will say of the Lord. I will say, when you sit down, you remain in the secret place. You know what he says? I will say of the Lord. See, the person that's sitting down in the secret place say, I will say of the Lord that he's my refuge and my fortress. He's not talking about his problem. He's not talking about his situation. He's saying, he's my refuge. He is my refuge. See, this is a man that's talking about understanding. For the sake of time, I don't have time to read all, all of it, but let's look at verse 14. Verse 14 says, because he set his love upon me. Now, you got to understand, this isn't God setting his love upon you. This is you setting your love on God, okay? That's how this is written, okay? A lot of times, oh, well, because God set his love upon me. Well, no, th- this, this is... This is, if you read the Amplified, it actually has me capitalized here. Because he, the man at the beginning, he who sits down. God doesn't need to sit down in the secret place. He's already there. Right? So you get down here, it says, that person that sits down, the same one. Because he has set his love upon me. And the word love here means, is a, a picture in the Hebrew of a man running after a woman to marry her. Because he set his love upon me. This is passion. This is pursuit. See, your understanding of God is going to grow through your pursuit after God. And here he says, because he set his affection, his love, his pursuit upon me. Now get this. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high. Why? Because he knows and understands my name. I will deliver him and set him on high. Why? Because he knows and understands my name. Wow. Know and understand my name. Amplified says, has a personal knowledge of my mercy, my love and kindness, trust and relies on me, knowing I will never sake him, no, never. Now get this. He will call upon me 
and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Show him my victory. Man, get a, get a picture of this this morning, all right? Just this, this morning in a nutshell, I, I want you to understand that as you walk in his presence, you're going to know him as God Almighty. And he said, because you know his name, I will set him on high. I will deliver him. And he says, what? With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I will show him my victory. Oh, God wants you to wants to reveal great victories to you. But it's going to come down to knowing and understanding his name. And how are you going to understand and know his name? Through his word and his presence. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the word today. We thank you for the word. Everyone stand to your feet. Father, we thank you for the word today. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you that you are God Almighty. I thank you that you are God Almighty. Lord, that our eyes and our understanding would be open to you this morning, that you are God Almighty. You are God Almighty. Hallelujah. You are God Almighty. You are God Almighty. There's no defects in you. You are God Almighty. we would know you personally, that we would understand you, that we would know that beside you there is no Savior. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. It's a part of trusting the Lord with all your heart. Faith works by love. And trusting the Lord with all your heart. Is, setting, is really setting your affection on Him. You set your faith on Him, you're setting your affection on Him. And it says this, He says, He will deliver them. He will set them on high. I believe that's what God's doing in some of our, some of our lives here. Some of those watching by way of internet, I believe that He's delivering you right now. I believe He's setting you on high right now. For freedom in this place, Father. Oh, freedom in this place. Freedom in this place. Freedom in this place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. It says, with long life, Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? One of the characteristics of El Shaddai, or Almighty God, is he's one that satisfies. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation.
long life he'll satisfy you and show you his salvation thank you for your presence Father his presence is in this place oh your glory in this place thank you Father thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Oh, thank you, Father. Live in my presence. Live in my presence. I keep hearing him say, live in my presence and allow me to satisfy you. Live in my presence and allow me to perfect you. Don't lean on your own understanding. But trust in me, because I am he that will set you free. Thank you, Father. Maybe there's an area of your life, maybe there's deliverance, maybe it's healing. Maybe it's some sort of bondage, addiction. Maybe it's hopelessness, discouragement. But if any of those things resonate with you, just I'm not going to have you come up here. I just want you to raise your hand right where you're right where you're standing, right where you're standing. Now, Rick and Cassie, Eric and Nikki, Joseph, I want you. I want you to go ahead and lay hands. Go around and lay hands on the people that have their hands up. Hallelujah. Art and Rose, Terry and Kenny. Jim and Patty. Hallelujah. You see some with your hand up. I want you to pray for them. There's a lady over here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Gabriella, I want you to go pray for Miss Trish Arnold. She has her hand up right here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Darren, I want you to pray for Ronnie right there behind you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you that God Almighty is in this place. It says where two or three are gathered together in his, what, name? There he is in the midst of us. God Almighty is in this place. we talk about the name, we're talking about God Almighty. Not just the name, but we're talking about who He is. All-powerful. Oh, the power of God flow in this place and through this place to every person. Every person watching by way of internet, we speak forth life over you. We speak forth the anointing of God over you. We declare that God's anointing is flowing in your car, in your workplace, in your home right now in the name of Jesus.
If someone has a, has a heart murmur, come to the front real quick. There's something wrong with your heart, a heart murmur. Just come to, come to the altar real quick. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anyone? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. secret place. He who walks in his presence. Walk before me. Go forward in my presence. Go forward in my presence. And you will be without defect. Everything made whole in his presence. Everything made whole in his everything made whole in his presence. Everything made whole in his presence. There's someone with the right, your right wrist. It hurts to turn your wrist like this. Just start doing it right where you are. Just start doing it right where you are. And you're going to notice something. He satisfies. heart issues in this place, I declare heart, you function properly. I thank you in some cases, new hearts. New heart. David said, created me a clean heart. So Father, that was spiritual, but I thank you, Father, that that you are a creative, miracle-working God. You are God Almighty. There's all might and all powers within your hands, and I thank you that you can make something brand new. scripture that's just been going out in my heart all week and it says because we would understand and know his name that means we understand and know him in Daniel chapter 11 verse 32 it says the man that knows the men that know their God shall be strong and shall do great exploits says that we understand and know his name. It says they that know their God, 
They that know their God, they that know their God, they that know their God will be strong. They that know their God will be strong. I prophesy that over this house, that this is a house full of people. Heritage of faith is a place where people know God. Not know about God, but they know God. Because they know God, they are strong. Our youth in this church, they know God. And because they know God, they're strong. Our women's ministry, they know God. And because that, they're strong. Our men's ministry, they know God and they're strong. Our preschool department, they know God and they're strong. Our outreach departments, hallelujah, they know their God and they're strong. And it says that they'll do great exploits. Woo! Great exploits. Woo! Great exploits. Hallelujah. Great exploits. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That the outcome of that, the outcome of knowing God isn't just for you to be strong, but ultimately it's for you to produce his strength in someone else's life. And that's what I believe that heritage of faith in the last days will be known for. Exploits. Why? Because it's about what an experience with God, equipping people with the word and engaged people. To influence, you know, in, exploits would be influence, don't you think? Engage people to influence and change the world around them. That's what we're called to do. So every week, we're going to go higher in knowing Him. Because He said, when you know my name, wow. Because with long life, I'll satisfy you and I will show you my victory. Man, look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to see His victory in my life. Every day. Give him a shout of praise if you receive this word. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah.